You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Super Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal. Most importantly, your host of this episode of the Real Estate Podcast. So what's going on with Seattle politics that we are recalling, we're in the efforts of recalling not only our mayor, but also one of our most active and arguably our most controversial Seattle City Council member. We've got two recall efforts going at once. Does anywhere else in the country have this going on right now? I don't think so. And both of these things are to do with what's gone on this summer. Let's take a deep dive and look and see kind of what's going on because the rest of the country is looking at Seattle. And I'm the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So I'm a real estate guy. But this has a lot to do with kind of everything Seattle. It's politics and it's what's going on. And how can you have two political officials within not a huge town, town of about 770,000 residents being recalled at the same time for arguably over some of the same issues? Let's take a look. Today, I found uh, it's an article from the Seattle Times. And it is, oops, Seattle's recall fever is a symptom of a larger democracy disease. Is this a disease? Some would say it is. Others would say, ah, this is just what happens in politics. All right. This is an article from Danny Westneat. He's a Seattle Times columnist. Seattle politics must be incomprehensible to the outside world. I don't think so, but it sure looks funny. And with all the comments I get on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, most of them are, keep your ridiculousness that's happening in Seattle Keep it on the West Coast, and most importantly, keep it way up in the northwest corner of the West Coast, because that's, let's be honest, that's where Seattle is. We're almost in Canada. We're a couple-hour drive from Canada. So keep your nonsense up there. And for a lot of this stuff, I agree. But since it's Seattle, I got to talk about it. So, for example, our Mayor Jenny Durkin has been the object of conservative scorn nationwide all summer for coddling the protesters. The president at one point dubbed her a radical leftist for this reason. She did really coddle the protesters. She kind of let them do their own thing to the point where she's like, yeah, in a good faith effort, let's just let the protesters take over the East Precinct of the Seattle Police Department. Some people said, oh, no, the police just abandoned their post. They didn't abandon their post. They were basically told to stand down. And you know what they said? Fine, we're going to take our good stuff out with us. And you guys do what you got to do. We'll be back when the powers that be say that we can do this. What a mess. And that's, that's, I mean, that's that's how you just basically um, describe Seattle politics right now. Just a mess. But here, and he's referring to here in Seattle, there's a Seattle movement to dump her from office, Mayor Durkin, for being too rough on the protesters. She didn't implement what she was supposed to as far as not using tear gas on the protesters. Oh, the the peaceful protesters. Uh, They're not peaceful. Or consider that on Wednesday in a King County courtroom, a drive kicks off, seeking to also recall Shama Sawant, the social city council member, the socialist city council member. It's an effort Sawant derides as the work of her usual enemies, the billionaires and the right wing. But the originator of the petition actually is a bleeding heart liberal and anti-Trumper 
who over the years has donated hundreds to local Democratic groups and candidates, including to the recent Democratic State Party chair, Tina Podlowinski. If I'm butchering that, sorry, Tina. What, uh, what's Capitol Hill resident Ernie Liu's main beef with Savant? It's that she's too much like Donald Trump. What a mess. Specifically, Liu's recall petition, which a Superior Court judge will hear Wednesday, and they heard it, and I think they... Uh, did they move forward? I can't, I'm, I'm losing track of these two recall petitions and where we sit. Um, a superior court judge, I, I'm pretty sure the superior court judge said, yep, you can move forward. Uh, goes after Savant for holding an indoor rally at City Hall that Lou contends violated both the state and local coronavirus restrictions, which is what Trump just did in Nevada over the weekend. So we're throwing in a little jab at Trump here already. We're not focusing on the issues. We're just we're going to go politics. Uh, let's, let, let's just throw it off. Oh, he did this over here and he's not being recalled. Oh, no. What are we going to do? All right. So. She's the far left version of Trump, Ernie Liu told KUOW Radio. And he's the guy that's basically doing the Swant recall. And she is our socialist city of Seattle council member. Both of these recall efforts remain long shots to actually make it onto a ballot. But if they do, they would test the image of Seattle as a liberal refuge. Because if we are recalling a Democratic mayor who has said that the CHOP was a summer of love and then also a socialist slash Marxist Seattle City Council member who has done stuff that people arguably say violates her role as a council member. If we recall them, oh, no, are we being too hard on these folks? Are we not being liberal enough? Maybe. Uh But all of our political cross currents and muddled socialist versus capitalistic impulses would be on full display. What's going on in Seattle? Are they drinking something in their water? Something happening to Seattle? Yeah, there's a lot happening here and a lot of it's just confusing. So the big news about the Swant recall is that it suddenly got some major legal firepower behind it. Former U.S. Attorney John McKay, currently a partner at Seattle's second largest firm, Davis Wright Tremaine, is handling the petition. That guy, that guy's a big time attorney. He was an attorney back in, yeah, let's keep reading. McKay himself is tough to pigeonhole politically. He used to be a Republican. He was a U.S. attorney under George W. Bush. That guy's been around for a while. But he left the GOP in protest about the politicization, political politicization politicization of the Justice Department. He called for a federal civil rights probe of excess use of force in the Seattle Police Department way back in 2011 and more recently signed a letter calling for the resignation of current GOP Attorney General Bill Barr. I'm doing this case both because they hired me to do it. Oh, okay. So you're getting paid. All right. And because I agree with the case. How many times have you heard an attorney say that? Just about every single time. You know what? I'm going to pay you a lot of money. Do you agree with the case? Mm, How much are you paying me? I'm paying you this much. Yep, I agree with the case. Let's roll. All right. But I mean, there's a lot of cases where attorneys are like, okay, yeah, I don't want to take that case because I really don't agree with the underpinnings there. And I can't defend you. This isn't criminal law. This is civil law. This is 
political law. So it's a different drill. I'm doing this case both because they hired me to do it and because I agree with the case. As a Seattleite, I think Swan has gone too far, McKay told me. Meanwhile, the Durkin recall effort is truly citizen-led. The group has been filing its court briefs all the way up to the state Supreme Court without using a lawyer. And so far, they've been winning. The bottom line in this state is you can't recall an elected official over a political disagreement. Recalls are sort of like impeachment. There has to be bad behavior, a high crime or misdemeanor, of which the definition is murky and mostly up to the political system. Determining whether the charges are true, for instance, is up to the voters. Let's be honest, I don't think either of these two recalls are going to go anywhere. It's kind of like impeaching um, President Trump. You know, you might get 75% of the way there, but the, to get the full meal deal, you're, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to be able to meet the legal criteria for what you need to do. So I think a lot of this is, you know what, let's run through the exercises here so that if something else comes up down the road, we've got a track record. We have already put everybody on guard, on watch. Hey, we think this person is doing this. I think that's what's happening. We've got some grandstanding going on and just a lot of political stuff because we've had a very political summer. I mean, we just have with the protests and the violent rioters running around Seattle doing their thing. We've had CHOP slash Chaz. We've had defund the police. And, and this stuff has been happening in a lot of cities across the U.S., mainly Democratic cities, right? Mainly blue cities. That's what a lot of people in the comments of my YouTube say is you're avoiding the fact that it's it's happening to all these Democratic cities. This isn't happening in our Republican cities. Well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Is you talk about the news and you talk about what's going on. And I'm in Seattle. Everybody knows I'm in Seattle. It's Seattle Real Estate Podcast, right? And so it is what it is. So I don't think I have to just put your nose in the fact that this is all political. It's kind of this is what's going on. And I'm in Seattle. And so I try and take the politics out of it as much as I can, because I can let you guys do that. You guys can do that in the comments all day long. Trump 2020. How many times do I see that all the time? If that's your thing, that's fine. But I'm not going to push that out on you. Because I want to look at the actual stuff that's going on, which is we've got two recall things going on here. If the two recalls make it through the courts, then signatures have to be gathered on paper. For Sawant, about 10,000 signatures are required, all from voters in her third district of Seattle, of central Seattle. For Durkin, about 55,000 signatures are needed citywide. And Sawant, I don't think she's central Seattle. I think she is um, Capitol Hill, which is basically next door to central Seattle. But I think that's the case. For Durkin, about 55,000 signatures are needed citywide in Seattle. Will that happen? Will 55,000, will like 8% of the residences say, residents within Seattle, will they say, yep, let's recall her, get it out of there? Maybe they will. So if the two recalls make it through the courts, then signatures have to be gathered on paper. For Sawant, about 10,000 signatures are required, all from voters in her third district of central Seattle. For Durkin, about 55,000 signatures are needed citywide. Is she going to get like 8% of the voters or of the citizens of Seattle to say, yeah, you need to be recalled? I don't know. That seems like a lot of people. Maybe there's enough people that are worked up about what's going on that they're going to make that happen. The Sawant recall alleges, among other things, that she broke the rules with that rally inside City Hall during the coronavirus shutdown and by aiding the Tax Amazon campaign with city resources. So 
I don't I don't really care about the protesters going inside City Hall. I don't think they did anything crazy. I think she just kind of let them in there. I don't think that violated her role as a city Seattle council member. I don't think it was good judgment. I wouldn't have done that. Oh yeah, let's we're on a rally. We're we're on a protest. We're on a peace, peaceful protest. Let's I got the keys. Let's just dip into City Hall. Let's hang out there. A couple hundred of us. Let's just hang out there. Where the description that I read was that it was a uh, like a temporary encampment. That's what it looked like in City Hall. That kind of tells you the folks that are that are out there doing the the peaceful protesting or the violent rioting, as I like to call it. So the city the recall has raised about uh, forty eight thousand dollars from two thousand donors. While on Tuesday the city the city council approved spending up to seventy five thousand on Savant's defense. I did a podcast on that yesterday, and I basically agreed. Okay, if you're a city of Seattle uh, council member, and the state law says that if within your job you're coming up against legal issues, that if both the council and the state, I think attorney general, agree that your legal expenses can be paid, then with city funds, those can be paid. And I thought, okay, yeah, let's give everybody a fair go. I don't care if you think Sawant is a lunatic, socialist, Marxist, but everybody's got to have a fair shot, right? And we haven't proven that she's done any of this stuff. It's just assumed, okay, that, I mean, we know this stuff happened, but what are the legal implications? That's what we're trying to figure out. And so, uh, so the city of Seattle, the council had a vote yesterday, and they said seven to one, yep, we're going to fund Swant's legal efforts. So if the recall makes the ballot, Swant's job could be subject to an up or down vote next spring or summer. So you got a year, got a year to figure this stuff out. My two cents, and this is the, the uh, author saying, my two cents is someone who lives in Swant's third district is that Swant's penchant for grandiose activist stunts Hardly comes as a newsflash to the people. That's true. We had an election less than a year ago when Sawant could have been recalled, but the voters, eyes wide open, chose to rehire her anyway. Sorry, but there's no democracy do-over for buyer's remorse. That's true. As for Durkin, she definitely did not handle the protests well. But did she act in bad faith or worse, break the law? Seems like a major stretch. I kind of think that too. I think it's a major stretch. I just don't think it'll happen. And odds are, and most recalls like this, they don't happen unless it's so blatantly clear that you violated the law or whatever guidelines are within your job description. If you've violated those and it's super cut and dried, okay, then yeah, maybe then you should go. But still got to go through this process. And I don't, I don't, I just don't think, I don't see it happening. If she runs again, talking about Mayor Durkin, she would appear on the primary ballot in August 2021. So a recall vote next spring would come only a few months before her job performance will be up for review in the regular election anyway. Democracy is running a fever in America. The legitimacy of elections is constantly in doubt. And as a result, we're in perpetual campaign fight mode. This recall fever is our local symptom of all that. All right. But absent egregious abuses of power, like, say, subverting U.S. foreign policy for your campaign, that's number one, or two, paying off a porn star to help tilt an election, ah, we should resist joining a democracy's spiral down, even if we don't always like its results. So I was okay with this article until the very end, 
where you just got you just got to throw in another jab there, subverting U.S. foreign policy for your campaign. Oh, that's a no-no, but we saw that happen anyway, right? Or paying off a porn star to help tilt an election. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, we've got this stuff going on. And as as bad as those things were, here we are. Nothing happened with the uh, with that deal, did it? kind of business as usual, didn't have the firepower to get that done. And now we are, you know, we're on the cusp of another election cycle here. Um, it'll happen in what is it? We are something like uh, less uh, six weeks, something I think it Yeah, I think it's right about six weeks. That's crazy. We're gonna have possibly another president or same president four more years. Let's see what happens. But as we have more developments on the Seattle recall efforts, not one, but two. I'll keep you posted right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Love to have you subscribe if you see fit, see fit to doing that. Love to have more subscribers we have, the more people we have watching and the more that YouTube and the podcast get downloaded. It's kind of this snowball effect. So thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with me to this end of uh, this this podcast. So Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds of Klein Appraisal. I will see you on the next one. Catch up soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.